Welcome to D-Listed, the podcast end of the year extravaganza. Ganza? Ganza. I'm Michael Kane. And I'm Allison. Ganza? I'm Gonza. It just sounds Extravaganza. Yeah, that you're right. That extravaganza. That Extra- sounds much better. Extravaganza is like saying, oh, I took drama in high school. Who says drama? I do. <laughs> is that a, that's like a Canadian thing, right? I think it's yeah, that's what so I'm you saying. yeah, so you should say extravaganza. Just let me let me feel fancy <laughs> for one moment Extra- of my life. Extravaganza. <laughs> <laughs> so 2019 is ending in a few weeks. Yeah. And Honestly, I accomplished shit all. I mean, you accomplished a lot. No, I accomplished that last year. Are you kidding me? I gave birth in 2018. Oh, shit. Okay, well, you took care of your baby in 2019. That is a huge accomplishment. My yeah, my baby walks now, so I feel like that's a reflection of me. Like, I feel like I did something. I didn't do anything. But yeah, oh, my God. Where's your Pulitzer Nobel? 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 Oh my god, I can't speak today. Goodbye. You're, you're like you're like fancy people say Nobel Prize, but if you're from the country, you're Nobel Prize. <laughs> but really, where is my where is my People's Choice Award? Where is yeah, exactly everything. But I'm sure, Michael, you accomplished something in 2019. No, 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 no. Like every year, I don't know if you do this, but I I'm like, oh, I'm gonna write a book this year. I'm going to pitch I, a I, pilot. I do not ever do that, but okay, I'm go going, ahead. I'm going to tweet more. Mm-hmm. Like I'm always like, and then none. Of, I did none of that this year. Like I watched all of 90 Day Fiance every season and every season of Before the 90 Days. So I accomplished that. My mom is very proud of me. She's she's drawing you up a little a Pulitzer right now. My Nobel Nobel my Nobel Prize. Where's that? <laughs> so this is our end of the year. So Allison and I yes. put together a list of stories we felt best captured the year in delisted. Yeah, much like we did last year, we kind of corralled them up. So if you didn't listen to the podcast for the whole year then you can listen to this episode and sort of get caught up. This sums it up. And yeah. they're basically all dick and food stories. No, I wish. <laughs> but we worked on this list for weeks and weeks and weeks. And by that, I mean like 20 minutes. Yeah, just about. So we decided on eight stories that we believe are the top stories for delisted of the year. And of course... We had to leave off many, 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 many stories. Yeah. Like every Kardashian story, which I'm surprised. There was actually a lot. I mean, Kanye West started a cult this year and that didn't make the list. He didn't make the list. This list is Kardashian free, which proves that we're not totally insane. We have some sense. Here's the thing. The year has been hard and we don't want, we don't want to make it more difficult for you on the way out. Exactly. So, so, but let's get to it. So, number eight. So, our number eight story is one that didn't get that much play on the Mm -hmm. site, but it got a lot of play on Twitter and everywhere else. And, you know, it involves dick sucking and prostituting yourself. So, it's a very delicate story. On brand. Very. So, this story is from January, but it's about something that happened in 2017. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, the fire festival was, of course, that dumpster fire of a music festival that was supposed to be like a luxury Coachella on an island, mm-hmm. but turned out to be 
Lord of the Doucheflies, mm-hmm. basically. Now, there are two documentaries were made about the Fire Festival that I know of. There might have been more, but there's two that I know of, including one for Netflix. Mm-hmm. Now, in that one, Fire Festival's event director, Andy King, told a dick-sucking tale about how his boss, Billy McFarland, who is now in prison, by the way, mm-hmm. wanted him to suck the dick of a custom official in the Bahamas to release the trucks of Evian water from customs for the festival. Andy was going to do it, and he even prepared for it by showering and gargling with mouthwash, which, why? Yeah, that's not necessary. No, yeah, not at all. You, like, dicks don't have sense of smell. Well, no, and also, if you're the type of person who's trading dick for bottled water, like, I, f- I feel like the last thing on your... You're not going to go, oh, no, your breath doesn't smell like Listerine. Yeah, you're going to use the mouthwash and shower afterward, not before. Maybe he's going to do both. Anyways, but he didn't have to do it because Customs released the water without Andy you know, having to put a dick in his mouth. And I got to his office fully prepared to suck his dick. But he couldn't have been nicer. And he's like, Andy, listen, I will release all the water. I will let you serve it. But I want to be, want to be one of the first people to be paid this import fee for what you're doing. And I said, okay, great. And I got back and I had all the water that we needed. (laughs) Can you imagine in my 30 years of a career that this is what I was going to do? I was going to do that, honestly, to save the festival. So that made him an internet sweetheart, I guess. Well, I think it's the way that he told the story too. He was kind of, he could have told it in one of two ways. Like, Like he could have been like, listen to this horrible shitty thing that happened to me but andy was like okay listen so here's what i almost had to do to get some bottled water yeah he found the humor in it like he found it funny we went on a journey with him it was nice so as for where he is now he got a deal with some studio and is shopping around a tv project so not sucking dick got him a hollywood deal which i think is a first (laughs) yeah oh no But Allison, when we first talked about this on the podcast, you said you would not do that for your boss's music festival. Do you stand by your answer today? You know what? I changed my answer to, I think it would depend on the boss. Because here's the thing. I've had bosses that have asked me to do a lot more for a lot less. And I said no. And, but like, cause I just like, didn't, I didn't like them. Like, so I was like, no, I'm not going to go out of my way to help you. Like you're, I don't really like you. Yeah. But like, if you asked me to do. Well, it's like funny that, that you consider. should bring that up. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you're like, here's, here's the thing. Our server, we need a new server <laughs> to host our pictures. No, you should not. If your boss asks you to do that, you should not do that. I like I'm not saying I would 100% do it but I would I I would work with you on it is what I'm saying. <laughs> I would I'd be like look at maybe not this but what else can I do? Can I give them a hug? Do they want to date? Can I give them a hug? I don't <laughs> can know. Can I give them a dance? Can I What did you say can I cook them dinner? Go out for dinner. <laughs> I don't remember what I said. I probably said I would do it. But I would do it as long as the custom official kept the water. What? Like, did not release the water. Because I would just do it out of spite for my boss asking me to suck a dick. So I would suck a dick to fuck my boss, basically. 
Wait, hold on. I've turned into that meme where, like, the lady's trying to do algebra. <laughs> Tell me. Wait, walk me through this. Why would you do it to not release the water? Like, I don't. To fuck over my boss. To fuck him over for asking me to suck some dick oh, like, for so water. You could, so you could come out of the room and be like, well, I did it and I didn't release the water. So yes. thanks. Oh, and then make them feel bad. Yes, exactly. And ruin the festival. So it'd be a revenge blow. Okay. But I would do it. So that's our number eight top story of 2019. So yeah. we're starting off with a bang, a blow, if you will. Yeah. So moving on from what you would what you would do to get water to what you would do to put chicken in your mouth. Maybe. Oh, my God. Number seven. Number seven. I know. That one didn't. It wasn't good. <laughs> I, I've given you a whole, whole year of terrible transitions, so why why change it now? So in uh, August, Popeye's, the chicken sandwich place, they decided to start selling a chicken sandwich because they wanted to compete with Chick-fil-A's chicken sandwich, which a lot of people on the internet have said is like the best chicken sandwich. A lot of people have feelings about it. So in August, they put out their chicken sandwich, and it was a piece of chicken, either plain or spicy, on a brioche bun, so kind Ugh, of soft bun. That's what, yeah, that's where they lost me. You don't like the brioche bun? I hate the brioche bun. Oh, I love it. Is it too soft for you? It's just, uh, it's kind I of like, can't explain it. It's just too soft, too... Gets a little gummy. No, it does when you start, when you like, if you've held a brioche bun in your hands for a while, Burger King does like a brioche bun, and they it gets a little gummy. Yeah, I just, yeah. So I've never had this chicken sandwich. But I mean, it's a good option for people who don't want to go to Chick-fil-A. But it's also people who love Popeyes were very excited about it. So after it launched, um, and it's the same as Chick-fil-A too, where like the only thing on it is like pickles and mayo. So Popeyes noticed a 103% spike in traffic after they launched their sandwich. Like who can, everybody knows where they were on the day that they like saw those pictures of like the crazy lineups at Popeyes. And the sign saying that, like, we've run out run of chicken and, like, people going crazy and stuff. So like, I don't remember where I was. No. <laughs> I was... <laughs> where were you? Sitting on my couch, looking at my phone, being like... Oh, yeah, I was probably sitting on my couch looking at my phone. Okay, yeah, so... The only reason, I, the only reason that I, like, really remember it is because we never got the chicken sandwich in Canada. And so it just bummed me out. So I was like, we deserve that. But we didn't get it. Well, so. it's good that you didn't because some of your people would have got shot dead. Well, no, you guys are too polite for that. It might have turned into slaps. We slap up here. That's true. So it would have man- d- a moose brawl. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> so a man, unfortunately, was stabbed to death over the chicken sandwich um, at one location. Another person sued Chick-fil-A because they ran out of the sandwich. People got really upset about it. It was like a huge craze. And like everybody tried to jump on the man wagon. So... KFC launched a fried chicken donut sandwich, which obviously did super well because we all had that, right? Yeah, um, and I, I, that's the only time I've heard about it. So yeah. it's obviously a bestseller. Yeah, Jack in the Box put out a chicken sandwich. McDonald's tried with like the saddest chicken sandwich. It was a sandwich. It was really, again, really unfortunate. Uh, Popeye's recently brought their chicken sandwich back in November. And um, they're still going hard with it at Miami's Art Basil over the weekend. Um, Popeye's taped a chicken sandwich to the wall and claimed that they were selling it for $120,000 because it's kind of like that banana that was taped to the wall. Yeah, there's this artist, Italian artist, where he 
tape, duct taped a banana to a wall, like an actual banana that he bought at a grocery store in Miami. Mm-hmm. And it sold for 120 A couple of them sold for 120 mm-hmm. And so, yeah, they're now it's selling f- Popeye's chicken sandwich duct taped to the wall is selling for $120,000. And if they, but if they would have done this months ago, they would have sold it for $120,000. Oh, $120,000. And then somebody would have like got beaten up as the chicken sandwich was stolen. And called someone the N-word. Like, <laughs> I um, I mean, I I don't know how many videos I saw where it's like a white person in a Popeye's fighting over a chicken sandwich and then calling a black person an N-word. And I'm oh, like, my God. It's never okay to say the N-word, but over a goddamn chicken sandwich. Like, well, unplug the earth. <laughs> and also over like a chicken sandwich that... I mean, is it that good? Is my question. I don't care if it's good. Like, that's ridiculous. I mean, you didn't see us brawling over a McRib in the 80s. Actually, people probably did. It's just like cell phones and yeah, internet we didn't. didn't exist then. So there was no proof. <laughs> it was truly a better time. At, at our number six spot, it's a fight that is a lot more, I don't want to say high class, because it's still kind of messy, but it's just in a different way. So um, Prince Harry and Duchess Meghan... I almost called him Duchess Harry, which... Oh, yeah, that's my pet name for him. How yeah. dare you? I know, I'm sorry. That's my pet name. <laughs> so on October 1st of this year, this is kind of a recent story. On October 1st, Prince Harry posted a letter to the like Sussex family website. And it was a very strongly worded letter. Like, Harry was mad. And he said, Duchess Meghan is going to sue the mail on sunday the reason that they were suing is because um in february the daily mail published a letter picked excuse me pictures of the letter that duchess megan allegedly wrote to her terrible dad thomas markle and it was written three months after harry and megan got married and in it she's kind of just saying sort of normal stuff like just being like you've kind of hurt me and you're sort of a bad no she doesn't even call him a bad dad it's just no like, it's just it's like yeah letter. I can't believe you did that. Or I'm not even, I can't believe you did that. Like, I'm disappointed. Yeah, she's like, I wish it's we could normal, have a relationship. Yeah. It's super- I mean, if it was me, it'd be like, fuck you, eat shit, I'm rich, you're not, <laughs> fuck off. Yeah, the normal the normal <laughs> version would be like a text message with like a ton of typos. <laughs> being like, do not contact me again. I blocked your number. Anyway, so, she, so the pictures were... Um, posted by the Daily Mail. The Daily Mail never took it down. Like, they were like, who cares? Yeah, we published a letter. Big deal. So the reason that Harry and Meghan were mad is they were saying that the Daily Mail had edited and, like, taken out parts to make it look like she was shadier than she was. Which it wasn't even that shady, yeah. No, she didn't come across bad. Anyway, so they claimed it was, like, a legal thing that they published a letter without her consent. So they're like, we're suing you. And then they also threatened, they're like, we'll sue anyone who is talking shit about us because you've like launched a campaign of hate against Megan. You used to love her and now you hate her and like everything she does is shitty. So like, especially like we remember when Harry and Megan took a bunch of private jets and the British press were like gasping, like their hand on their chest, like gasping that Royal family would take private jets. Yeah. Anyway. So then um, later on at the end of the month, October, um, Harry and Megan, an African journey was a docuseries that was broadcast on ITV. So it was about, their trip to Africa. Um, but it was the subtext of it was kind of, I would say like Harry and Megan being really truthful about what it's like to be Royals. Like Megan was kind of saying like, this job sucks. And like, people are really mean to you and nobody prepares you for like how bad it is. And then Harry was saying stuff like, 
I don't get along with my brother anymore. We don't talk. Like, shit is really weird between us, and I don't want his life and things like that. Look, we're, we're brothers. We're, we'll always be brothers. Um, we're certainly on different paths at the moment, but I will always be there for him, and as I know, he'll always be there for me. But, you know, I, I love him dearly, and, you know, the majority of the stuff is probably... Well, the majority of stuff is created out of nothing. Um, but, you know, it's just, as I said, as brothers, you know, you have good days, you have bad days. Well, yeah, I think it was truthful, but I think they had an objective. Yeah, I think they went into it being like, we we need to get this message out. Yeah, it wasn't like a confessional in the real world where they were just kind of, <laughs> I think they planned, I think they like planned what they were going to say. Yeah, I think that they, yes, I fully agree with you. Like it wasn't off the cuff. They weren't like spilling stuff like they weren't like drunk being like, oh, by the way, I don't talk to William. Like it was... Yeah. Okay. For sure. But then after this happened, more stuff has kind of like snowballed. So like um, stories came out about like Prince Charles and Prince William being kind of worried about Harry and thinking like saying like we know he has issues with like depression and like he could be going through like a problem right now. And Harry and Meghan needed to take six months off of work uh, to like get away from the press. And then they spent Thanksgiving in America, allegedly, and then it kind of culminated with, yeah. they're not going to Christmas with the Queen this year. They're skipping Christmas. But to to continue about the lawsuit, Meghan is still going through with that lawsuit. Prince Harry suing someone. He's suing News of the World. Yes, that's right. And so... They, yeah, there's a few lawsuits, I think. Yeah. They're, so yeah, they're going to they're gonna sue anyone. And they've got the money to do it. Let me... Let me... Let me ask you this. So it's crazy to me how popular they are in the U.S. Would you say they're popular like here in North America? I'd say so. They're really popular in Canada, too. So not that long ago, like a reader from Britain Mm -hmm. wrote me and was like, you know, it's crazy how much you guys cover the royals. We don't really care about them here. And is that true? I don't think so because I think the tabloids the tabloids definitely care about them. Uh, yeah, I think that's kind of like the equivalent of like let's say someone in let's say someone in Australia being like obsessed with the Kardashians. Wait, no, they're obsessed with um, Cody Simpson, Allison. Oh, yeah, because you said he's the biggest star out of Australia. He's their sun, their moon. So let's stars. say they're. It's like the Australians are obsessed with Cody Simpson. Cody Simpson, exactly. And then it would be like us talking to them, being like we don't really care about Cody Simpson over here in North America. Like, but I think it's from perspective. Like, I think that if you don't really care about Royals to begin with, I don't know, or maybe they don't. I'm, I don't have any British friends really. So I can't, I can't ask. (laughs) I don't, if I had a British friend, I would ask, I'd say, do you care about Harry and Meghan? I think, yeah, like you said, it's like some people do, some people don't. It's like here. All right. Well, moving on from a Royal couple that, people care about to a royal person who probably wishes the public like didn't care about them at all prince andrew is our number five spot can i make a confession before we get into it Mm -hmm. so like i said before i've been following and writing about the royals for a while yeah but i honestly didn't know about prince andrew's existence until not too long ago oh really yeah i know i knew about fergie i yeah. Knew about Princess B, Eugenie, of course. But, like, I didn't know their father's name. I couldn't pick him out of a lineup. 
and like I really didn't know what he looked like. I hardly knew his name before this. He was like very forgettable. He was like Mr. Cellophane, which yeah. I, he probably wishes he was Mr. Cellophane now. Yeah. But yeah, I had no idea who he was really. I think that's true. He's like not the only reason I knew about him is because again, because I live in a country that like cares about royals. So like you'd sometimes read a story about I hate this nickname, Randy Andy. Oh god, it makes me cringe. What? That's what they call him? Yeah, like they used to call him that, like Randy Andy, because like in the eighties 80- Why? Because he was a perv? No, in the eighties he like had sex with like tons of women. He was like uh he was a catch. He was like Oh he was Prince a ho. Harry. Yeah. Oh, he was a prince. He was the prince. He was the Prince Harry of his time. I mean, that might be stretching it. Oh, girl. Um, a bit. Don't say it. <laughs> no. But Okay, sorry, it took us off track. But anyway, but no, so that's what I knew about him is that like Prince Andrew was kind of a dog. That's like the rumors that I knew. So I always kind of knew like Prince Andrew's a bit of a dog. He might have some questionable friends. Like I sort of knew that. So then when the Jeffrey Epstein stuff happened, I was like, okay, this is all kind of Yeah. It's adding up. But you're right. He like nobody really talked about him. So um but now people are because on August the 10th, Jeffrey Epstein, who is allegedly, well, he's not allegedly, he was a pedo. He was found dead in his cell in prison. So Jeffrey Epstein was friends with a lot of really high profile people. And one of them was Prince Andrew. Prince Andrew obviously knew that he was like, gonna be in trouble after Jeffrey Epstein was found dead. So the day after that news broke, it was a Saturday, on a Sunday he was photographed going to church with the Queen. Mm-hmm. And so that was his version of damage control because, as we found out, Prince Andrew was like very good friends with Jeffrey Epstein. He was always at his house. And then there was women, there were women who were accusing him of things. And like the the major uh, accuser is Virginia Jufre, who used to be Virginia Roberts. Who accused him of having? I, I'm like. Well, she was accu- she accused Jeffrey Epstein of sex trafficking her and basically passing her off to Prince Andrew yes. and forcing her to go out on a date with him and forcing her to have sex with him. Yes, when she so was 17. sex trafficking. Yeah, and there were pictures, there was videos of Prince Andrew at Jeffrey Epstein's house and stuff like that. So originally, Buckingham yeah, like a house. picture with Virginia and yes. What's Epstein's, like, henchwoman slash girlfriend? Ghislaine Matthews. Yes. Yes. So there's, like, pictures of her and stuff. And Maxwell. Yes, Ghislaine Maxwell, not <laughs> Ghislaine Matthews. My apologies to anyone named Ghislaine Matthews. Matthews. So um, Buckingham Palace, like, originally tried to, re- like, release statements kind of separating, being like, Prince Andrew is appalled. He had no idea that... Jeffrey Epstein was like this. And then they kind of started to walk it back being like, well, he did know that Jeffrey Epstein was like this. He has a shit show. Like, it was a mess. Yeah, it was a mess. So um, he eventually did an interview with the BBC, which was... Speaking of messes. The biggest mess in the world. He had a million one excuses that were all terrible. Like, um, he's like, I don't I, I don't know who Virginia is. I never met her. I don't know who she is. I don't... Sw- There's a period in my life where I magically didn't sweat because one of her accusations was like... He was a sweaty pig. My our first date was we went dancing and he sweated all over me. And he's like, oh, I've never sweat in my life, blah, blah, blah. There's a slight problem with, 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 with the sweating um, because uh, I, I have a peculiar medical condition, which is that I don't sweat um, or I didn't sweat at the time. And that was, oh, was she? Yes. I didn't sweat at the time because I um, 
ha had suffered what I would describe as an overdose of adrenaline in the Falklands War when I was shot at. Uh, and I simply, it, it, was, it, was, it was almost impossible for me to, to, to sweat. It was a mess. We all knew it was a mess. He had a spin doctor who quit over it. Um, Virginia eventually did an interview of her own, and hers seemed very, very credible. So it was, it was a wreck. Um, but then after his interview came out, he like allegedly thought it went really well and was like, great, everyone will believe me. And nobody did. Everybody was like, this is, this is bullshit. Um, and then on November 20th, he announced that he was stepping down from all of his um, professional royal duties for the time being, which is kind of like the fancy way of saying, like, I, I had to quit. Yeah. And that's, I mean, like, honest, I mean, he can't be charged with anything, right? He technically can. So the FBI is investigating him. And what can he, he be charged with? Do you know? Okay, so I think that he can be charged with, like, not conspiracy, but so the one thing is they're saying that, like, Jeffrey Epstein hired a bunch of, the reason that he, like, the way that he sex trafficked girls was by hiring them as masseuses. And yes. so one of the things is they're saying Prince Andrew was present when underage girls were giving massages and that he was, like, a witness to it. And so they're saying, like, you were a witness and you didn't do anything about it. And you knew all these girls were underage. So I think that's one of the ways that they can get him. But it's hard because the FBI has to interview him. They're an American organization. So Prince Andrew has to, like, grant them permission to interview. And he just... So he witnessed this in New York? Yes. Okay. Because he was staying so, at Jeffrey Epstein. So he can get in trouble here? Yes. Yes, in New, absolutely. In the U.S.? Yes. Okay. Um. And I don't know about the statute of limitations. Like, I think that's maybe has passed. Because, like, maybe Virginia Jeffrey can have him charged with something. But I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that it's, I don't know. It's very murky. But it's still like, you know, yeah, he's being pushed out of the, you know, the spotlight or whatever. And the royal family is, like, sweeping him under the rug. But mm -hmm. A, he still gets to live an opulent life. Yeah, for and free. And B, he gets to live an even more opulent life because now he's retired from, air quotes, working. He's 59 so, years old and he, like, doesn't have a job anymore. He doesn't, yeah, he, do, he doesn't have a job, but he also doesn't have to worry about bills. He still gets to, you know, eat diamonds. So And his, his mom still allegedly loves him. So it's not even like he's getting dirty looks. Well, no, he's still invited to Christmas. He's mm -hmm. supposed to, like, every year, you know, they do the walk to the church. He's yes. supposed to, he's apparently going to do that this year. So get your tomatoes out. Yeah. Brith. <laughs> okay, so number four is a story that started in January, but it's still going on. Mm -hmm. It's going to go on forever because it's never ending. So Jesse Smollett of Empire claimed in January that he was attacked by white Trump supporters on the streets of Chicago very early in the morning as he was on his way to Subway. Jesse told police then that the attackers jumped him, called him slurs, poured bleach on him, and put a noose around his neck. Mm -hmm. Jesse then did a TV interview where he repeated all of that pretty much. But there was a plot twist not long after the chicago pd said that they were investigating jesse and believed he orchestrated the whole attack and it was faked right so jesse was then arrested and charged with 16 felonies and police say they believe he hired two bodybuilding 
brothers, Ola and Abel Asandero, Asandero mm-hmm. to fake attack him, and that Jesse did it to boost his fame. So the right. brothers were also arrested. Like, they were arrested before Jesse was, and they mm-hmm. were later released, and probably because they turned on him and gave the police evidence against him. Yeah, they sang pretty quick. Yeah, so it looked like, which I would sing too, so yeah. it looked like Jesse was screwed, but mm-hmm. then in March, all charges were suddenly dropped. Right. Uh, the state attorney, Kim Fox, said that after reviewing the case, they decided to accept Jesse's bond and the community service he did, which was like two days, mm-hmm. as punishment and call it good. So they just, they were not going to pursue it. So the Chicago PD was pissed and demanded for Kim Fox's resignation. A special prosecutor was appointed to look into why Kim Fox's office dropped charges. The city of Chicago then sued Jesse for $130,000 for wasting the police's time. And Jesse countersued, saying that it's the city of Chicago's job to investigate all crimes. Now, Jesse was also written off the final season of Empire. Yeah, that was like a really, that was a way to go off that show. Like, considering that, like, he originally allegedly wanted to, like, that was like the thing was people were saying, like, Jesse made it up because he wanted to, like, boost his profile on the show. It boosted his profile, all right, but not in the way he wanted. And honestly, like, this was something that I believed him. And then, like, I was shocked at that plot twist because... I honestly, like, who... I didn't think he's dumb enough to do that. Like, I mean, maybe it's because I watched too much Dateline, but you're going to get caught. Yeah, has John John Quinones not taught us anything? Yeah, like... You can't make up stuff with, like, you can't... You will get caught. Well, his alleged plan was just very elaborate, Mm -hmm. and he included other people and... If you're going to do something like that, keep it simple and only involve yourself. And look at me. I'm talking like I'm some crime boss. Like <laughs> the Irish man. The Irish man is me. The Irish man. <laughs> well, like, I'm with I'm with you. I totally believed it, too. And, like, my heart broke for him. I was like, that's horrible. Like, this is 2019. What kind of shit is happening? And then I was like, oh, wow no this is not good this is not good like I, I felt like kind of embarrassed for myself like being like Allison how could you be tricked like that yeah like, I we did were too all tricked real tricked but I mean I just feel like it's it sucked because to make up something like that is always gonna give power to people that are like oh see people just make this stuff up whatever blah 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 like yeah exactly hateful people and also too it's like if you look hard enough somebody will probably you can find some like you can find a shitty person who will say something shitty to you. Do you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like yeah. you don't have to make it up. Like we we still live in like the country we live in where it's like there are still garbage people for real. I don't know. It was just it was upsetting because now it's like Jesse Smollett. This is going to be like his legacy. Well, and he fucked his career. And like yeah. the the only thing you can probably get now is Celebrity Big Brother, which I, is probably going to happen. I can see that happening because they would definitely put him on. I'm talking about Celebrity Big Brother UK. Yeah, yeah. yeah They'll the definitely UK. put him on and he'll definitely say yes because he needs the check. Yeah. Okay. So um, 
from lies to more lies. Um, our third story. Okay, I'm going to say this. When this story broke, I was on maternity leave. And it was one of those stories where I saw it on my phone because I was still reading delisted like every day. I would read it while my baby was napping on me. And I saw it and I like gasped and I was like, I wish I was back at work. Like I loved being on maternity leave, but I was just like. Oh yeah, people ate up this story. I think because it's, you know, it was like meat to a tiger. You know, it's like yeah. rich people trying to beat the system and then getting getting caught. theirs. Yeah. yeah, it's like better than porn for some. Oh, yeah, it was revenge and it was rich people. It was really good. So um, on March 12th, 2019, this is a real where were you moment when this happened. So 40 parents were indicted in a sting called Operation Varsity Blues, which was, as we know, the FBI was investigating rich parents who were paying um, like SAT uh, SAT things. Sorry, I didn't do the SAT, so I don't know what it's called, but like SAT what the SAT proctors. test? Oh, yeah, proctors. Yeah, they were like messing with the tests, and they were like getting proctors. So basically, what they were doing was either faking the answers to the test and like faking the scores, getting someone to go and take the test, getting someone to change the answers, um, or just generally faking their applications and all this stuff. So yeah, or trying to get in like they were on a sports team, like they got they yes. were good at sports. Yeah, being like my kid is talented, they're a gifted athlete, whatever. Exactly. So that's what happened to Lori Lachlan. Laughlin and Massimo Giannulli, or Aunt Becky and Massimo of Target. So, well, not Massimo of Target today, because like I said before, I knew when he was fancy. Yeah, I knew him then. Yeah, when he was like couture. <laughs> when he was in Nordstrom. Mm-hmm. And I know him as Massimo from Target. <laughs> so, um, which is more fitting for him? Which now he's Massimo from Cell Block so, C, or yeah. soon to be. Mm-hmm. So they allegedly paid $500,000, half a million dollars, to fake rowing credentials for their daughter, Olivia Jade. Um, And they also faked some stuff for their daughter, Isabella, as well. Um, Yeah, it was both of them. Yeah. So they did, um, like, they did, like, fake photo shoots and all this stuff. It was very... Um, Like, they were on the rowing team to get them into USC. Yeah, it was comical. Olivia Jade became, like, a YouTube person. Like, she didn't even want to go to college. She made a video being, like... I only want to go for the parties. So I think a lot of people like students too were probably like, how did you get in? She went to USC. So they're probably like, how'd you get into USC? Like you don't, you're not very smart. You don't like studying and you don't want to be here for classes. Like how did that happen? So here's how it happened. So, oh, so sorry. I got a little mixed up here because Felicity Huffman is also involved in this. So I'll do start with Felicity Huffman. She only paid $15,000 and she paid a proctor to help her daughter Sophia's SAT answers. So she argued that like her daughter had a learning disability and she needed help and all this stuff, right? And that she was just doing what she needed to do for her daughter. So after she was caught, she took a plea deal immediately. She was like, okay, I'm guilty. She served 11 out of 14 days in prison and she was out by October. So she was in and out. Like, yeah, and she weeks. still has to do like community service. But... Yeah, and she had to pay a fine and stuff yeah. like that. But generally, she was over with it. Felicity Huffman also, some of her like emails were kind of published about it. And that's how we got Felicity Huffman being like, they had like changed like the SAT um, Proctor, test or yeah. something. Yeah, Proctor. And she was like, rot row <laughs> because she knew like we paid someone to fix the answers or whatever. But anyway, Lori Lachlan is screwed. So she paid half a million dollars. She's pled not guilty to bribery charges. Her and Massimo allegedly believe that, like, they're not guilty. They did nothing wrong. They did what every parent would have done. So um, Felicity and Massimo are technically looking at 45 years in prison, 
which they wouldn't, they're not going to serve that. But that's kind of what they're up against right now. Yeah, and they keep getting more charges added. Yeah, at one point in time, they were hit with a charge um, called federal program bribery because USC is considered a research institution. So they're saying, like, you screwed the government, Yeah, kind they're, of. they're fucked. And also, like, one guy who did something similar, mm-hmm. he got his kid into USC, I think through, like, another sports thing. Yeah. He took a plea. And he got six months and he took a plea. He pled guilty. Mm-hmm. So they're screwed. So let's take bets on what they're going to get. What do you think they're going to get? I could see her getting three years in prison. That's what I think. You're going to say three years for both of them? Yeah, they get the <gasps> no. same thing, right? No, you know what? It might be like, to me, it might be like a Teresa and Joe. Judice. I can never do their last name. Judice. It might be that where like she gets like, let's say nine months. And then he gets like five years. Okay, I'm going to say that they're going to take a plea deal at the last minute. Okay. And they're going to get eight months. Okay. And people will flip out. Yeah, I think that her career is going to be screwed after it. Oh, yeah, she has she has no career anymore. No. I mean, did she, did she have a career before? Excuse you? <laughs> she co-starred on a show with Kimmy Gibbler. It doesn't get more A-list than that. I'm Kimmy. Two M's, a Y, an I, and a K, but not in that order. <laughs> it's true. I'm, just, I'm, being, I'm being petty. Okay, so now let's move on to our number two. Mm-hmm. Uh, our number two story of the year, it completely blew off my wig and all the thetans that lived on that wig. <laughs> so in January, John Travolta showed up to an event without a dead terrier on his head. He was bald and wigless. Mm-hmm. And I'm surprised that like Dolly Parton, Beyonce, and all the other wig wearers in the world are still not in a, are, st- are like aren't still in a coma, basically, like, from the or, shock of John Travolta turning on them. Or in mourning, like dabbing at their tears with like little tiny wigs. Exactly, because it was shocking. Yeah. So at the time, he told People Magazine that on New Year's, he decided to shave his head, (laughs) a.k.a. burn his wig, (laughs) retire his wig, and that he liked the look so much, he decided to keep it. That was in January. Since Mm -hmm. then, he has not been seen with a wig on his head. Mm -hmm. He still has, like, he's still bald, but he still has his beards, the one on his face and Kelly Preston. Oh, and but it looks like his wig days are done. So yeah, this news devastating. Well, it's crazy because like how long? When do you think he started? I, I'm asking you like you're the like research person on this. How when did you think he started wearing wigs? Like what movie was it? Because I feel like it was maybe like Face Off era. Yeah, maybe a little before then. Because like then look, every... talking I think was his original hair. And then every so often. He would be photographed like he would without it. Mm-hmm. But I think that would be like a caught me without my wig moment. Not like he, he, <laughs> uh, not like he meant to not wear his wig. Not like he meant to be photographed without his wig on. No, it was always like a blurry paparazzi photograph. Yeah, it was like him. There's a picture of like him in a hammock on vacation and he has no wig on. Yeah, or like him like boarding a private jet and he's wearing a hat, but like underneath the hat, there's no hair. It's just all bald. Yeah. But I yeah. think they'll be back. 
You think so? Well, and that's the thing. Like, I hope. Yeah, I do. I think the wigs are coming back. And I hope that when they do, he, like, tries to be um, realistic about it. And he, like, wears, like, a wig that has a little stubble. (laughs) And then he, like, slowly starts, you know, wearing longer and longer wigs. Or he'll just wear a long wig and say, you know, it miraculously grew back. He used horse shampoo. I Did guess. you ever, like girls Mane in school? And tail. Mane yeah. and tail. Yes. Girls in school would always use horse shampoo. <laughs> oh it was god. like the hair gummies of, of <laughs> the 80s. It was. Oh my god. Spe- speaking of people fighting over McRibs. Yeah, um, I never used it. I had a friend who had it and I didn't use it because I was scared. I thought it was just for horses. No, it's not. It's for lying about how, you know, your hair suddenly grew overnight. Yeah. Oh, and Michael. I was going to say, I don't think he's going to wear those wigs again. I think oh, yeah, he's, he's done. They're, they're, this is not the end of John Travolta and the wigs. That'd be devastating. But I have a question. Mm-hmm. Whatever happened to all those uh, sexual assault allegations <laughs> against... No, I'm serious. <laughs> I know, but... <laughs> they disappeared like his wig. I know I'm like trying to approach this so that we don't get sued. But yeah, I mean, no, like, it's true. There were allegations upon allegations. I mean, I'm gonna I have a one word answer for that. It starts with an S ends in a Y. Yeah, but there's there's Leah Remini. But I I, I think like that expose is probably coming. Uh, A bigger expose. Yeah, that'll be like a real rip my wig off moment. I think And Travolta won't have a wig to flip. You know, when it happens. He'll be like reaching for it, like trying to keep it down. He'll be like, oh, right, it's not there. <laughs> okay, finally, drum roll. I don't know yeah. if it's appropriate to have a drum roll for this, but <laughs> our top story of 2019. So last mm-hmm. year, our top story was Dane Joan Collins believing that her late sister, Jackie Collins, was reincarnated into a fly. Yes. Uh, it was a half-joking, half-serious, mostly serious pick. Uh, this year, our number one is totally serious because uh-huh. it's something that really affected those of us who grew up in the 80s and 90s. Mm-hmm. So, Coy Luther Perry III, known to us as Luke Perry, died on March 4th after having a massive stroke at his home a few days earlier. Mm-hmm. So, after he had that stroke, he was taken to the hospital. And that's where he suffered another stroke. And his family made the decision to take him off life support. Mm -hmm. He was buried near the farm he owns in Tennessee. At the time, he was on Riverdale. And they did a tribute episode to him. And they also dedicated every episode afterward to him. Mm -hmm. The Beverly Hills 90210 reboot, whatever we're calling that, a reboot, a mockumentary, whatever. Mm -hmm. BH90210 sort of pay tribute to him i mean it was pretty fuck effort but they pay tribute to him they did it it could have been done better they could have done a whole episode tori and jenny i will never forgive them for that but um yeah so that yeah i mean it's funny that you like well, it's not funny it's it's just you your luke perry is 90210 because i know that you were a 90210 person um I was not. I didn't watch 90210. Mm-hmm. The only thing that I knew about 90210 was the dolls because a couple older girls on my street had them. Yeah. 
but I was very, very into The Simpsons. Like, that was my thing. And I loved Luke Perry on The Simpsons. So they, like, parodied him one time. He wasn't on. Um, but they made a joke about how he was so much older than the character he played. And then he was Sideshow Luke, Luke Perry on the Krusty the Clown comeback special because he was um, Krusty the Clown's half-brother. Yeah, um, and I remember like, that. Yeah, and, like, the whole joke was, like, Krusty was talking shit about him and whatever. And then it turned out, like, Sideshow Luke Perry was, like, the nicest guy and, like, super sweet. And anyway, so that's how I knew Luke Perry. And I was like oh, if that's what 90210 is, like, I'm interested in this show. Of course, there's nothing like The Simpsons. But, um, but yeah, I just, like, I, I loved Luke Perry. Like, even, like, just as a kid, like, I just loved him. Like, he was one of those kind of passing yeah. pop culture things where it's like, that person seems nice. And, like, they look, they look like James Dean. Well... <laughs> I well the, to me it's like you know I know we exaggerate and say things like you know I thought they would live forever mm-hmm. and did I think Luke Perry was going to live forever no but he was still very young and like when I was a kid yeah. he was my teen dream you know he was like mm-hmm. the James Dean or who is the teen tr- dream of today um Cody Simpson Cody Simpson I, and I weep for our youth for that no he's only the teen dream in Australia. I think he's the, I think the j- overall dream. In the Australia. redhead on the redhead on Riverdale, I think, is like a cutie to teens. Okay, him. So that was yeah. He that was my cutie on Riverdale. Mm-hmm. Luke Perry was, and so but for me, like it was Luke Perry's death hit me so hard because it like it made me face my own mortality. And mm-hmm. oh my god, we're getting deep. We're getting like. Oprah Super Soul Sunday. Today on Super Soul Sunday. And we're usually like Super Whole Sunday. (laughs) But yeah. No, it's true though. And I mean, it's something that we say all the time too. When somebody dies, we're like, oh, that's way too young to die. But he was like, he was 52. That's way too young. Yeah. And also, again, like my teen dream and my, you know, like, oh, he he's going to live forever sort of thing. Yeah. I think it was a bummer afterwards for me because, again, I didn't have that connection with Luke Perry. But, again, it was, like, something where you're, like, confronting your own mortality. But I think the thing that bothered me was – well, not bothered, but you know what I mean. The thing that people kept saying over and over again was, like, Luke Perry was super nice and super down to earth and wasn't Hollywood at all. And, like, he was a super nice guy. And if you needed, like, if you needed something fixed at your house, he'd come and do it. And, uh, you know. He would? Why didn't I know this? Was he on Angie's list? (laughs) Yes, I believe that he had a profile on Angie's list and it had five stars. Yeah. But so that's the thing is, like, you know, it's one of those things where you keep thinking, like, oh, there's, like, there's so many awful people in this world it's like why did a good person have to go and fast yeah so anyway so that yeah so it was it was upsetting so those are our top stories of 2019 and yes we ended with a sad one we better pick it up in the next segment allison like bring on those dick jokes and whole jokes Last year, Allison and I, we got all Miss Cleo Mm -hmm. by making some predictions. But guess what? Miss Cleo, we ain't. Or is it Miss Cleo we are because we got them all wrong? Oh, I think that she was good at her job. Miss Cleo? Ah. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm looking at it through rose-colored glasses, apparently. Before we make our predictions for 2020, let's see how we did for 2019. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so we guessed which couple will break up in 2019. So you said Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell. Yeah. Which they're still together. Thank God. Yeah, I'm glad I was wrong. Uh, I said CZJ, Catherine Zeta-Jones, and Michael Douglas. Again. They're still together. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, so zero, zero so mm-hmm. far. Uh, who will be the most random couple of 2019? Mm-hmm. You said Angelina Jolie and a young British actor. Never happened. Never happened. Mm-hmm. I said FKA Twigs and Keanu Reeves. Never well, happened. You were kind of right, though, about how. Keanu. Well, Keanu Reeves, we like started talking about his love life. That's something like we like never talked about this. Yeah, year. Keanu Reeves is now with. An artist whose name is American Helen Mirren. Yes. That's, I think, her birth name. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so we both got that wrong. So com- the comebacks, the comeback of 2019, meaning someone who is going to make a big comeback. Mm-hmm. You said Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Didn't happen. Sadly. Yeah. That's that's a sad one. It should really happen. Yeah. I said Sharon Stone. That should have happened, too. Yeah, it hasn't happened. It's going to happen in 2020. I'm still, I'm holding on for hope. Yeah, hold that, hold that energy. Yeah. Okay, so the culinary masterpiece of 2019, meaning, you know, a food that was going to take the world by storm. Mm-hmm. So you said a seven-layer burrito stuffed with popcorn chicken from KFC and Taco Bell. So you said they were going to join Unholy Forces to create this diarrhea-inducing monster. I mean, it did it for me, but no one else picked up on it. It did not happen. It'll happen for 2020, hopefully. Mm -hmm. So I said that Pizza Hut would make a chicken-fried hamburger with pizza buns. Yeah, and that's off, but I I consider you to be kind of close to, like, the Popeye's chicken sandwich, because you guessed, guessed like, a fried chicken sandwich, basically. No, well, I guessed a hamburger that was fried like a chicken. Uh, I mean, close enough. Close no, enough. but Same. we both got it wrong. Yeah. And our story of the year, which I'm surprised you didn't get, because when you said this, I was like, oh my God, she's totally going to get this. Mm-hmm. You said Tom Cruise was going to quit Scientology, and he has not. Mm-hmm. I said Jennifer Aniston will have twins through IVF, which, unless she has twins hidden in her basement somewhere, which is possible, mm-hmm. uh, it didn't happen. Could still happen for both of us, could still happen for 2020. Yeah, so let's roll those over. Yeah, yeah. But we have <laughs> so, some new ones to add on to it just in case it <laughs> don't work out. <laughs> just in case. Okay, so we're, we're going to do three. Yeah. So our first is, which couple will shock us all by breaking up in 2019? Yes. I learned my lesson by guessing Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn. I'm not going to guess them again this year. Um, I think it's going to be, I'm placing my bets on two. So I am guessing that's going to be Katy Perry and Orlando Bloom. Would that be shocking? I think it'd be shocking because they're supposed to be getting married. Okay, so you you don't think they're going to make it down the aisle? I don't think so. Or I think Taylor Swift is going to break up with Joe Alwyn. You can't have two, Allison. I know, but I'm like, it's like. Which one? Okay, which one is going to happen? Taylor Swift and Joe Alwyn. Okay, you think, yeah, that's probably going to happen. I think so. Okay, for I, you. Okay, I almost said this last year. Okay. But I'm going to say it this year. Will and Jada Pickett-Smith. 
oh, are you serious? Yes. And she's going to announce it on, on Red, Red Table, Table Talk. Talk. Oh my god. Yes. I I don't I don't know about that one, but every but year I'm like, they're gonna break up this year. Every year. I've probably been saying thinking this for ten years. All right. I think that's a good guess, actually. Well, I think because you know there's always rumors and mm-hmm. anyway, so that's our second uh is who will be Pete Davidson's piece next. So who is Pete Davidson going to date next? Just for a recap, in the past year, he's dated Larry David's daughter, Cassie David, Mm -hmm. Ariana Grande, Kate Beckinsale, Annie McDowell's daughter, Margaret Qualley, and now he's with Cindy Crawford's 18-year-old daughter, Kaya Gerber. Mm -hmm. So I don't think it's going to last. So Michael, originally my guess was going to be Karis Zeta-Douglas, which is Catherine Zeta-Jones and Michael Douglas's daughter, but she's only 16. So that will have to be my guess for next year's. So I think he's going to either date Maya Hawk, who is Ethan Hawk and Uma Thurman's daughter, okay. or, or Billie Eilish when she turns 18. She won't date him. I don't know. He's kind of weird. Maybe. Maybe. I'm surprised you didn't say Surrey Cruz, but that would be illegal, right? Yeah. Fairy, I think she's only like 13. Okay, so Pete, he has gone younger and younger. So that's why you guessed young. But I think he's going to switch it up. Mm. So I'm going to say he's going to start dating Madonna. What? Well, she's not dating anyone that I know of. And Pete is perfect because he'll get her a lot of attention. And she likes him young, dumb, full of cum. Which she is. So I'm going with Madonna. I think that's a good guess. I can just see it. She. Oh, or hold on. You're guessing Madonna. I might guess Lourdes. How many guesses do you have? Four, apparently, for this category. I got four. So basically, you're guessing any daughter of any famous person. Any 17-year-old daughter of any famous person. Yeah, you got it. (laughs) Okay, finally, story of the year. You can only have one guess, Allison. No, I gotta scratch two of them then. (laughs) One guess. You can go with one guess. Your strongest guess. Okay. What will be the story of 2020? All right, I think I'm way off on this one, but it's what my gut's telling me. I think that a big company like Disney or... Um, Netflix or uh, Amazon is going to be accused of faking um, views or box office numbers. So like Amazon has TV shows now and whatever. So I think it might be like Disney. Um, But yeah, I think there's going to be like some big scandal where some stuff gets leaked and it turns out that they've got you got all industry on us. You got all um, had a hopper. (laughs) Was she industry? No, she was a gossip. Yeah, but still, it's kind of the same. I'm flattered. Um, but yeah, I think that it's we're going to find out something like they faked the numbers for like the Lion King and that it only ended up making like half the money they said it did. Okay. That's my guess. Is something like crazy like that's going to happen. Okay. Mine is John Travolta World War Wigs again. Oh, Michael. <laughs> no. My real story of the year. Okay. It's kind of lazy because I'm piggybacking off of, you know, like the college admission scandal. Mm-hmm. But I think... Chris Jenner will get charged with tax evasion. Oh, that's a great guess. All of her daughters will be implicated because she has like that shady church that oh, they yes. that some allege that she uses as a tax shelter. Oh, the so, yeah, the allegations are that she funnels like a hundred percent of her money through it. Yeah, so, 
so they don't have to really pay taxes. So I think that's going to blow up. Oh, I mean, I hope it's that one. But that's a great guess, Michael. Your guess is good, too. We're going to get them all right. Next year is our year in predicting things correctly. Yep. So that means everything that we said is going to happen is not going to (laughs) happen. Yeah, don't put your money on any of this. So that's our end of the year wrap. We'll be back next week with our decade Mm -hmm. (laughs) wrap up, which that's crazy. Pray for us. Pray for us. So till next week. Thank you, Allison. Thank you, Michael. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.